Hey, Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our new website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Hello, Trojan fans, and welcome to episode number 64 of our little radio show we like to call the Peristyle Podcast. Today is May 6th, 2009, and we have a very exciting show for you this week on the podcast. We're going to mix up the lineup a little bit. We have Gerard Martinez, our uscfootball.com recruiting analyst, batting leadoff. We're also going to talk to Coach Harvey Hyde later in the show, and uscfootball.com beat writer Dan Weike. We're going to draft the USC Trojans team, the current team that we have in the spring. We're going to draft those guys, make two teams, and see, you know, let you guys vote on which team's better. So it's going to be some interesting stuff this week on the show. If you have any questions or comments, you can always drop us an email, podcast at uscfootball.com is our email address. And like I said, I wanted to welcome in the first segment, Gerard Martinez. Gerard, how are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Yes, happy. I hope you had a good Cinco de Mayo. Uh, everyone out there celebrating. Uh, I'm actually, I got a Corona light here with me as we're doing the podcast. So just it sounds to... like it. It sounds like you had a couple margaritas and a, and a Corona. You better settle down, there, buddy. All right, we're settling down, settling down. Uh, you know why I'm excited, Gerard? Do you know why? I I, I Cinco de Mayo, but what else? Okay, well, we have an audio question on the podcast, and I try to encourage people if you can save an audio file. 20 seconds, 30 seconds, something like that. With your question, we will actually play on the podcast. So instead of us reading what the question is, we can actually play it. You can hear your own voice. It'll be out there. All the thousands of Trojans fans that listen to the Peristyle podcast, they can, read, they can hear it as well. And we, we have the passion of the question. We get the emotion of the recruitment. I love it. I do love it. And we have, you know, we have a lot of questions today for you, so we have to try and go through rapid fire. But if you send an audio question, it is definitely getting on. So first up, this one's from Rich Gerard. Here's for you. Gerard, I was just looking over the Rivals 100 list, and it looks like Chantrell Henderson is the number one rated player right now who's an offensive lineman. I was looking back at the old list, and it looks like the highest rated, at least in recent history, was Mike Adams from last year, who topped out at number three, and then Andre Smith, who was uh, rated number two in 2006, and I think he just got drafted very pretty high in the draft, so obviously that worked out for him. The question is, um, what are your thoughts on Chantrell Henderson? Is is he really that good? He must be pretty amazing. And do we have any shot at all uh, landing this guy at SC? Thanks, guys. All right, Gerard, what do you think? Pretty good, huh? Great question, Rich. Um, yes, USC first and foremost has uh, a good shot at Chantrell Henderson. He is the number one recruit in the nation, 6'8". Uh, 305 pounds listed, probably a little bigger than that at this point. A lot of people project him as a left tackle, and obviously left tackles are of a lot of value, uh, even when you're talking about uh, college and going in the NFL draft, and that's why those guys go high in the draft. Um, yes, SC's got a good shot. What do I think of him? I haven't seen him in person. I saw Mike Adams in person, and the unique thing about Mike Adams and, and uh, not so much Andre Smith, but some of the linemen like DJ Fluker last year, they started out low. They came in when I was 100, ranked in the 70s, ranked in the 80s, and didn't really get the big bump until after the Army All-American Bowl. So Sean Henderson 
Anderson is kind of in a unique situation where he's at the top and all he can go is down. So we're going to have to see him in person. You know, I've seen him on film. I like him on film. The guy's got good feet. He's athletic. It's just a matter of how physical can he be, how aggressive can he be, and is he tough enough. Um, he doesn't play against the greatest competition in the world. So that's going to be a question. Um, but, you know, obviously right now I think uh, USC needs offensive linemen, and he sounds like he might be the best out there this year. All right. Thanks for the uh, answer, Gerard. And thanks, Rich, for that question. Anyone else? Remember, podcast at uscfootball.com, especially if it's an audio question. We love those and we can play them on the air for you. You can hear them. Gerard, we got to. Okay. So we have a whole bunch. I have a big list here in front of me of different questions. I'll try to get to uh, the best ones and try to at least, you know, some people submitted multiple ones. I'll try to get to at least one from every person. Um, so uh, first up, does SC really have to worry about Ronald Powell's recruitment against Florida? And with Powell getting a fifth star, can we expect Xavier Grimble getting his fifth star anytime soon? First on Grimble, uh, committed to USC, tied in out of uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, he probably will get his fifth star because at this point he's ranked in, I think he's 24th, which usually it's the top 30 guys are five stars. It's not like that right now, but as we get into June, as you get in over the summer, usually the five stars start to fill out. This is still kind of a pre-evaluation period for the rankings. So they're really very, you know, kind of stingy about giving five stars out early and they rather give less than more. And, but, you know, I think if this was, you know, September, if this was October, yes, he would be a five star recruit. So I think you can expect that as long as his ranking stays uh, basically where it is relatively. Um, you know, the, the, the second part of the question, what was the second part of the question? Ronald Powell. Ronald Powell. Ronald Powell uh, yeah, USC has to worry. I mean, you have to worry uh, about every player. I mean, just because he's a local kid and, and, you know, USC has some obviously good ties with Rancho Verde doesn't necessarily mean he's a lockup kind of guy. Um, I think that you have to recruit every kid hard. And Ronald Powell, he likes USC, but USC's got some depth at defensive end. We'll see how that shakes out throughout the year. Uh, but, I mean, He's a guy they got to fight for, and I think Florida's there, and obviously he's got family in Auburn that live actually in Auburn, Alabama, so Auburn's going to be on him hard. He, he likes the SEC, likes the idea of playing in the SEC, but whether or not that's applicable and whether or not he really can go that far and play away from home, that's kind of another story. But, um, you know, Florida was the first school to show up to his high school uh, for May evaluation. They showed up last week. They tried to make a good impression by doing that, so they're, they're definitely battling. Florida's coming into Southern California, and they're trying to kind of, send a message to USC. Hey, you're going to come into Florida and take our guys. We're going to come out here and do the same. Wow. Okay. Good stuff. That question was from Martin, by the way. He's Trojans freak uh, on the message boards. Thank you, Martin, for that. Here's a couple other ones. We'll try to get to those later, but I want to go through some other questions here. This one's on kickers. We don't get a lot of uh, kicker questions, Gerard, from Bobby. Uh, What do you look for in kickers? And maybe you want to comment on what do you think the uh, USC coaches look for? It seems like he said, it seems like there are only walk-ons or ones taken after they have spent a year or two in college. And I guess you could say the, the two kickers that are battling it out this spring, uh, you know, you have Joe Houston, who I believe spent a little time at a JC, and also um, Jordan uh, Cameron, who... Uh, Jordan Congdon. I'm Jordan sorry, Jordan Congdon. Sorry about that. Jordan Congdon, who kicked at Nebraska before he came to USC. Yeah, what do I look for in kickers? I look for them to kick field goals and kick the ball far on kickoffs. That's about it. I have no clue as to what to look for in a kicker when it comes to technique. Uh, the result is basically, at the end of the day, what you look for in kickers, uh, for my layman's, you know, as far as evaluation goes, because I never kicked and I have no idea uh, about kicking. So, you know what? If he kicks a lot of field goals and he can kick them far and he can kick the ball in the end zone, take them. So, <laughs> this year, uh, to add to that, it basically looks like USC's looking at a punter, um, number one on the 
the list is the only guy who's got a scholarship offer. That's Matt Barr out of Bakersfield, and he likes USC a lot, 6'2", 215. A little reminiscent of uh, David Bueller. He's a big kid, plays linebacker, uh, but he doesn't kick like David Bueller. He's a punter, um, so and he really would be a specialist coming in to just punt the ball. Um, he's really looking at a- ASU, too. He likes AS- uh, Arizona State a lot, and so that's going to be a little bit of a battle between USC and Arizona State, but I think USC, uh, if I had to guess, I think they're in the lead, and they've got a good position on them. All right. Thanks, uh, Bobby, for that question. Next up is Kevin. He kickers. Said, kickers. Kickers. You know, Are we, we gotta, talking about kickers? Oh, I got a doozy of a question later. We're going to have to add It's pretty funny. Um, actually, uh, exp- just a shout-out to all the Facebook people out there. We have a really large uh, USC fan group on Facebook. Um, I created, I don't know, maybe a few months ago. We already have close to 9,600 fans on this uh, USC football Facebook page. It's like the official uscfootball.com facebook fan page and we put up you know a lot of the content we put on uscfootball.com we'll put links to it on this facebook page and people comment and everything and i i put a call out for some recruiting questions on there so i think that gave us a couple more interesting ones gerard than what we would see just from people <laughs> interesting interesting is, a, is yeah. an interesting word to use <laughs> yeah from uh, from the parish now why don't we go to one of those? let's go to one of those just you know we had the kicker one but we also this one's from stefano i'm not sure if he quite understood i mean it, it's an interesting concept though he wanted to know <laughs> If USC is recruiting any in Mexico, and I guess this is a Cinco de Mayo-themed podcast, we might as well talk about that. What schools would they visit down in Mexico is what he wanted to know. And, you know, honestly, Gerard, out of the country, you know, I remember them getting Trey Henderson from Canada. I don't remember really anyone coming from from south of the border. Do you remember anybody or, or anyone that USC has ever showed interest there? No, and I think with the swine flu at this point, it's looking very unlikely. So uh, New Mexico, possibly, <laughs> but I don't think <laughs> Mexico, Mexico, they're going down there. Uh, USC soccer team probably should go down to Mexico and recruit, but uh, USC football, not at this point, no. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't remember any of that. A little bit of Canada, but I haven't seen much Mexico there. But that was from Stefano. So we got, I think that was a Facebook question, so we got a little different flavor there. Uh, Kevin, said, he likes sending in questions. He sent in a few. I'll, I'll try to get to this one now. Is USC recruiting Joe McKnight's little brother, Jonathan McKnight? Will they offer him? And he also wanted to know if USC could get Jeff Luke, Jordan James, uh, Trevon Reed, or... Uh... Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay. <laughs> Let's start with the first question. Okay, first cool. Question. Let's go with that. Yes, they are recruiting Jonathan McKnight. Uh, does he have a scholarship offer? Kind of, sort of. Um, he's a kind of a verbal offer guy at this point, uh, at least talking to him. And uh, he'd be recruited as a defensive back, whereas Joe uh, plays running back. Jonathan is a defensive back. He's probably going to come in and play corner. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, we'll see about the scholarship offer. We'll kind of see how that all plays out. Um, that was kind of according to him. I didn't really get a, a confirmation as to whether he was going to get a written offer or what have you. But they are recruiting him, and he's interested in USC. He also likes Alabama a lot. He's got uh, some good ties with Nick Saban. Well, obviously, when Nick Saban was at LSU, he was close to the McKnight family. And, uh, you know, Joe, I think if, if, if Nick Saban was at Alabama when he was being recruited out of high school, it would have been probably pretty tough to get him away from Alabama. So there's some ties there. And I, I, honestly, I wouldn't be uh, – I don't think it's a stretch to say Alabama <laughs> might be in the lead even still uh, with Jonathan McKnight. Um, so that's the first question. Now, uh, is UNC recruiting go ahead and list the guys? Okay, uh, Jeff Luke. Jeff Luke, yes, USC's recruiting him. Do they have a shot at him? 
at this point, I think it's slim. I, I don't get the feeling like Jeff Luke is really interested in going far away from home and playing uh, football. I think it's kind of a Miami, Florida. Um, you know, Florida State might be in there as well. But, I mean, it, the only time he's going to visit USC would be on an official visit, and he isn't really committed to doing that. So I think that's uh, – I like to say even early in the recruiting process, it's kind of a long shot. You get a kid into visits – that's great. You never know what could happen, but at this point, I wouldn't necessarily hold my breath for Jeff Luke. You want to give a quick uh, synopsis of who he is? Jeff Luke is a 6'1", 235, 240-pound uh, linebacker, number one linebacker in the nation from uh, Port St. Uh, Lucie's, Florida. And uh, probably, I mean, he's, he looks like the most explosive linebacker in the country at this point. So obviously, that's a need for USC. They want to get some linebackers. Um, they're, they're probably looking for at least three guys in this class. And he would definitely be at the top of the board. He's a five-star guy. Uh, but like I said, he just doesn't necessarily give me the vibe like he's willing to, to travel a whole lot uh, to go to college. All right. That, that'll tie into a question we have later on, too, with the, uh, some of the big-name out-of-state linebackers. But how about Jordan James next? Not really. Jordan James, uh, running back um, out of Corona High School, uh, about uh, 5'11", 6 foot. Um, he's getting close to about that 200-pound range. He's a big, stocky kid, um, very, very good p- football player. He's got a million scholarship offers. He's only from Florida. Uh, a lot of schools really like him. But at this point, when we talked to Jordan, I saw Jordan last year, and we had to talk, talk to him in November, I think, he wasn't really excited about USC because of the depth chart. And, you know, that's kind of tough because – SC wants guys to come in and compete. You know, they don't want guys to even look at the depth chart. And he basically said uh, at that point in the year, nah, I'm really not looking at USC. I'm really interested in USC because of that, because I don't, you know, I feel like I wouldn't be able to go in there and kind of be the guy and play early. So that's what he's looking for on a college. So uh, I think USC and him have parted ways. Uh, I also said he kind of changed his mind, decided, you know, hey, I'm good enough to go ahead and compete with the guys they already have in there. All right. And uh, Trevon Reed. Trevon Reed, you know, that's that, that's – the really difficult one to figure out because uh, he, you know, he's a kid who's five eleven, six foot, about one hundred seventy five pounds, uh, just tremendous talent. Um, he, we saw him at the uh, underclassmen the Army All American Combine in San Antonio. Uh, one of the smoothest, fastest receivers out there. Now the one catch is that he's a lot like Robert Woods. Robert Woods is a little bigger, I think, a little more physical. Might have a little more intangibles, uh, whereas I think Reed could be a little more athletic. Um, but uh, it's, so that, that might be a little bit of a thing where it could conflict with USC. You know, they kind of got a plan A, and they put too much into Reed. It might kind of ruin what they're looking for, what their you know ultimate um, plan is in terms of you know recruiting receivers this year. Uh, and also the thing with Reed is that it could be a little bit of spinning your wheels. Reed comes from LSU town, Thibodeau, Louisiana. And he's probably going to end up at LSU. Now, the caveat here is that Reed and uh, uh, Lake Seastrunk are very tight. Um, people say they're cousins and whatnot. I don't know about all that. Uh, I've talked to both those guys and hung out with them a little bit. They're tight. They're friends. They've talked about going to St. College. It could happen. If it happens, it'll be LSU at this point. Um, but, you know, it's, I don't, I've heard a lot about package deals in the past, and they don't necessarily always uh, follow through. So um, at this point, no, it doesn't seem like Trevon Reed is hot. But he, he'd be a guy that I, I think personally just watching the valuation wise, certainly good enough to play at USC. It's just a matter of, well, USC, they feel like they'd be spinning their wheels going after him, or they feel like he might just kind of boggle up the recruiting uh, that they want to do at the receiver position with other guys. All right, cool. And uh, Lake Seastrunk was actually his fourth guy, so that's good. But we've talked about him Lake, before. Lake in the past. Yeah, yeah. Five, five, ten, 190 pounds. 
explosive, 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 definitely a stop-start kind of running back. Um, different than Joe McKnight, uh, different than a lot of running backs that you see out there. He's a little closer. I, I make the comparison to C.J. Spiller just because he's one of those guys that can stop on a dime and explode, and that's really that's really hard to teach. I mean, it's really hard to find in running backs, and that's a, you know people are looking for guys to break angles. So that's fine, but you know what? If you can't break away and accelerate from contact, guys are going to pursue and they're going to gain tackle you and they're going to get the angle on you. And that's what we've seen a little bit with Joe McKnight. We've seen that with you know, some of these other running backs that come in to, to college from high school that everybody's all hyped up about. Uh, she's a guy that can just stop on a dime and just explode away and beat angles. So, yeah, he's definitely he's right now the top running back in the nation, number two overall in the nation regardless of position. And uh, USC, LSU, uh, Auburn, there's a few different schools. I think it's still it's going to come down to LSU and USC at the end. And uh, we'll you know, we'll see how that plays out. All right, cool. Great stuff, Gerard. Thanks. Um, this one is from David. Uh, kind of interesting question. He wanted to know what issues do other schools use against USC that you've heard of uh, that are kind of like what you'd say, negative recruiting. And how often do you think that's effective when other schools use that negative recruiting tactics against the Trojans? It's hard to gauge how effective it is um, because, you know, it's really effective for the kids that maybe don't really want to go to USC or they're, they're not necessarily sold on USC. I think if a kid really wants to be a Trojan, you know, if it, just like he wants to be a Gator or he wants to go to Notre Dame, there's not a lot of stuff you can say to him to sway him from that. Uh, it's the kids that are on the fence that are not sure, um, which, you know, you, you get some of those every year. Um, but how much it works with those 50-50 kids, it's really hard to say. I, I mean, you know, maybe 40% of the kids, 50% of the kids, and then the other 50% you get, you know, who knows. What's used is usually depth chart. You know, you're going to go to USC, you're going to sit on the bench. That's that's first and foremost. And we've seen that even with other schools. I mean, Florida ran into it last year. They went in, they won a national championship. They started losing recruits. They started losing commitments. And, you know, people go, wow, how do you win a national championship and lose four commitments? Well, because of the depth chart. Other schools start pointing to it and they say, listen, they got a young team. They got all these guys coming back next year. You're not going to play. You're going to sit on the bench. And these kids buy that and they want to play early. I mean, they all think they're superstars. So that works for them a lot of the time. Uh, USC's location. I mean, it's in uh, inner city LA. And so a lot of people say, oh, you're going to go to USC and there's gangs and you know, you're going to get caught in the gang warfare and the drive-by shooting and, and all that kind of good stuff. And they kind of scare them. Usually that, that kind of wears off once a kid actually goes to USC and, and and gets on campus and sees it, you know, it's really not like that. Um, but those, those are probably the two things that jump out the most uh, when you talk to kids. All right, cool, good stuff. Uh, this is from Brian. It's two questions, but it's kind of the same thing. We can, I'll tell you both. What are some of the local prospects without a USC offer at this time that we should watch out for? And who are your candidates for breakout offers at the Rising Stars camp at USC? Which I guess those kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, the guys that, that USC likes that feel like they have to evaluate more are obviously going to get invited to the Rising Stars camp. Um, I think, you know, right now the guys that, that are kind of on that cusp of being really good players, uh, but, you know, how good are they going to be? Are they going to be able to kind of get over that hump of being scholarship offer type guys? I think uh, I think one guy that comes to mind is Kenny Stills. 
who's a 6'2", 170-pound receiver out of San Diego, fast kid. He's a 200-meter type kid. He's a little lean, but uh, he's a kid who caught 80 balls at La Costa Canyon last year. Um, so, I mean, that's a guy that, you know, receiver position, they're going to try to take more than, you know, two guys probably. Uh, so he's definitely a guy to look out for. Kalen Clay from Long Beach Poly, 5'10", 160-pound receiver. Uh, that, that's kind of a little more of that jitterbug kind of guy. Uh, but another guy, 100 meters, 10.88. You know, he's a fast kid. Um, he's a kid that you're going to have to watch out for a little bit. Uh, offensive line, you, you're, you're always trying to look to see who these kids are going to develop, who these kids are going to kind of be those late bloomers that physically can, uh, they can, they can, they can kind of, you know, just catch somebody's eye at a camp. Who knows at this point? <laughs> at this point, we haven't seen a lot of linemen um, that are guys that we're really looking for and going, you know, this guy could definitely develop. We're still waiting for that. But that's the position uh, for the Rising Stars camp, specifically talking about that, that, you know, we're really going to kind of watch for and see if anybody pops out, anybody who's kind of developed into like that go-to big-time player, that big-time offensive lineman, because they need it. They need to find some guys in state that they can recruit early. Um, so, you know, that, that's kind of the the – the, the base of guys uh, at this point, I, I like Anthony Brown a lot as a cornerback. He's about 5'10", 180 pounds. Um, you know, we've seen him play a running back a lot. He's from Kaiser High School. Uh, he's probably a four-star guy. He's physical. He's just, I mean, he's been an MVP at every camp, basically, he's been at, uh, whether it be running back or even playing defensive back. So that's a guy that he's a little short for USC, but, you know, talent-wise, I mean, it's hard to beat that kid. Um, and then Tevin McDonald up there in Fresno is another cornerback. He's a little taller, about 5'11", 6 foot, 180 pounds. Um, the brother of T.J. McDonald, son of Tim McDonald. Uh, this guy's got a great pedigree, and we saw him at the National Underclassman Combine in San Antonio playing cornerback specifically, man-on-man, and he looked just about as good as anybody else. So uh, there's another guy that we really like to watch. So there are kids out there that um, are, are definitely going to come up, and they're going to get that opportunity at the Rising Stars camp, most likely at the Rising Stars camp, uh, and be able to kind of jump out and, and do some things. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's definitely, you know, the, the offensive line, we're, we're waiting for we're salivating over, you know, oh, there's going to be this kid that pops up. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Um, and, you know, I'm sure linebacker is going to be also a position that you're hoping that guys kind of develop in. Um, a guy that we're kind of watching at this point, uh, Killian Cooper from uh, Lock High School, 6'3", 215-pound linebacker that nobody's really seen, nobody's really talked about. Well, we've heard things about him. But it's mostly hearsay at this point about how good he is. Uh, but we, don't, we haven't seen him in any video or, or seen him in person, but maybe another kid that's kind of, uh, kind of a dark horse that might come in to a camp situation and, and kind of blow everybody away. All right. Wow. Good stuff, Gerard. Yeah, the Rising Stars camp should be fun. We'll be covering that, of course, on uscfootball.com. We always get the best coverage for that stuff. Gerard is all over everything, all the offers it breaks. Gerard always knows what's going on, so let's go check out uscfootball.com. For that, uh, this is from Derek sent in about 15 questions or so. So <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple. We'll get to some quick ones. But the, one of the more interesting ones was – uh, there's always like a big recruiter, and you, you know, usually at your recruiting class, like Matt Barkley was a pretty big recruiter. He committed early. Uh, of the kids that committed early in the class of 2010, who do you think the big recruiters are for USC? These are kids that would they commit to USC, and then they try to convince other kids to commit there as well. The kids out of the kids that have already committed, it's kind of early um, for that question, only because there's, there's you know only six commitments on the board. So, I mean, you know, of the guys that are committed at this point, I don't know if there's really 
uh, that kid in the class at this point. I mean, if I had to say, I'd say maybe Dylan Baxter. Um, Dylan Baxter, you know, commands a lot of respect, I think, for fellow recruits because he's, his name has been out there uh, forever. I mean, because he's played as a freshman and he was a guy that was kind of that uh, Noel Devine where his freshman tape was out there and everybody was oohing on about him at Mission Bay. And he would be probably the closest thing to that. But, you know, honestly, I don't know that there's really – that kind of recruiter in this class at this point. And to be honest with you, Matt Barkley wasn't the biggest recruiter. He kind of, I think a lot of people assume that, and he kind of has that personality, or at least, you know, he kind of gives off that vibe like he's one of those guys that uh, people would just kind of uh, they would gravitate towards other recruits with. And, and I think that's true. He definitely has a leadership ability, but he's not the kind of kid to go up and start calling kids. And he never really did that. He never really even called on his perfect and was on the phone with them saying, hey, man, you can't go to ASU. you got to go to USC. That never happened. And so, it's, you know, to be really honest, I don't know that Matt was necessarily the big-time recruiter that people made him out to be. He wasn't Chris Gallipo. You know, Chris Gallipo uh, could probably get, you know, co-coordinator – uh, award with, uh, <laughs> with, with, uh, with, I think it was Lane Kiffin that actually recruited, uh, Everson Griffin. I mean, cause, you know, he was in Everson's ear at the Rising Stars camp, man. He's like, oh, you gotta be here, man. You see this? You see these coaches? I mean, he was calling them and, and it was a whole thing with Chris. And you could talk to Chris and Chris knew everything going on about the recruiting process and who the other guys, uh, USC was recruiting. And I mean, he was really kind of like a satellite recruiter a little bit. Uh, Matt wasn't so much like that. And I don't know that anybody, I don't know if anybody in this class would necessarily be like that. It tends to be the quarterbacks that take that upon themselves because they're leaders and they kind of feel like, Hey, this is my class. I want to surround myself with great players. I want to have great receivers. So, you know, maybe if they recruit a quarterback in this class, that might be the guy that does it. Uh, but at this point, they're still evaluating those options. All right. And then there's a couple. We'll just These will be real quick ones just from Derek. Um, will USC take four running backs in this class? No. No. Okay. Tony Jefferson, strong safety, free safety, or linebacker? Uh, I'm thinking strong safety at this point. I mean, USC is now officially recruiting him as a safety. So I think – being that he plays linebacker and the guy hits like a ton of breaks, I can see him being a strong safety and eventually being a guy who's going to be 210, 215 pounds. He can do a little bit of what uh, Kevin Ellison does. Yeah. He's got to bulk up a lot, but yeah. Okay, then last one. Anthony Brown, corner or safety? Corner. He'd have to be a corner. He's, he's only about 5'10 at this point, so um, he'd have to be a corner. And, and he's, he's, you know, for USC, tad short for corner, but the kid. Uh, He's explosive and he's built, you know, he's built like a brick house. All right. Well, Gerard, thanks every, you know, thank you for answering all those questions. Thanks everyone else for <laughs> sending us in. For, for asking questions. I think I, maybe I kind of, uh, I sparked a little bit of, uh, interest just because I had my own questions that I was willing to ask myself, <laughs> you know, in place of other people's questions, which I thought were good questions. They're questions that I often ponder. So, um, I was ready, but I, you know, we got other questions. We didn't get anything from, from England this week and I'm a little bummed about that oh, I was sorry. hoping that we'd stretch we'd go global you know we got to get into Munich and Germany and you know talk to, to our comrades over there in Moscow I know we got people over there man. we, we got a little international flavor with the Mexico stuff or you know yeah Mexico but was that actually from Mexico or was that just from like East LA uh, I don't know he didn't he didn't list an address there but he definitely had a you know a Latin name so it, you know 
No, I have Harry a Latin is. name too. Yes, so. that's true. And I think I'm more Mexican than you are, which is kind of funny. Well, you are because you had a burrito day and, and Janet <laughs> making margaritas. So you're, you've got one up on me. I'm drinking water and eating, you know, waffles or whatever. All right. Well, hey, thanks, Gerard. And uh, Mike, you sent in that audio question. So email me your uh, address. That was I Rich, was... wasn't it? Wasn't it Rich? Oh, right, Rich. I'm sorry. Rich, sorry about that. But I'll send you a T-shirt. For doing that, anyone else, if you're going to send an audio question, we'll definitely take the time to send you a T-shirt out. Thank you for doing that. And thank you, Gerard. Thank you. Uh, it was a pleasure. All right, everyone else, stay tuned. We're going to have our little USC football draft with Dan Weike right after this quick break. Meet us on the other side of the break for more of the Peristyle Podcast. Tickets, tickets, tickets. SC Tickets is your concert, sports, and theater ticket source. We have the tickets you need to any event worldwide. Football tickets are now available. Call SC Tickets now at 1-800-888-7287. 1-800-888-7287. That's 1-800-888-7287. Or visit us on the web at sctickets.com. SC Tickets, concert, sports, and theater. We now return to the Peristyle Podcast and your host, Ryan Abraham. Welcome back to the Peristyle Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Abraham, publisher of uscfootball.com. And we have our uscfootball.com beat writer, Dan Weike, joining us this segment. What's up, Dan? Ryan, how are you? Good, good. Are we ready for a little trash talk? I am. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Um, see, all along, I've always felt than you, but today I get to prove it. It's very uh, exciting. Exactly. Okay, so basically what we're going to do is we're going to draft a complete team, Dan and I both. So we're going to just take turns. I won the coin toss, so I'm going to draft first. We're going to draft players that are on the current USC spring roster, and we're going to each make a starting 11. Or On offense, we're actually going to have 13 guys. Um, a starting defense and a starting offense, and then we're going to put it on the uscfootball.com message boards and kind of see whose team would win if you're playing these two teams against each other. So I just thought it'd be a little fun, and it kind of shows um, you know, who we think is important on this team and stuff like that, who would be kind of the guys that are, are you, you couldn't afford to lose if you were a Trojan. Does that make sense, Yeah, let's Dan? make one thing clear. Yeah, that's great. I want to make one thing clear. We're playing to win today. Yes. If we had to play, and we're and like the other thing that we talked about before, we're going to assume that everybody is healthy, but if a player has injury problems, traditionally, you know, that would lower said player's value. Right. So, I mean, there, yeah, so there's different examples of that. What we're going to do is on offense, the we're Luther going to. Brown rule. The Luther the, Brown rule. <laughs> you don't have to call it out on, you know, the, the poor guy. Um, someone that's had like a history of injuries, whereas like if a guy's hurt during the spring, it doesn't, we're going to say, you know, he would be healthy for the fall like a Joe McKnight or something. There's not going to be any fall off there from that. Um, we're going to actually on offense, we're going to draft two tailbacks uh, just so we'll have two because there's a lot in there anyway. And we're going to take three receivers. So there'll be two extra guys on offense, but we're going to draft every position and we can go in any order. It doesn't really matter. And since I have the first pick, I am going to take Taylor Mays. Yeah, that's, that's pretty safe. Um, it flips to me now. Yes. So pick number two, and I'm going to go offense here, and I'm going to take barely legal himself, 18 Damian Williams. Damian Williams, that's an interesting pick. Interesting, yeah, interesting. It's a good one. Uh, one. He's best player on the offense. Hey, yeah, definitely. Well, if you're, if you're going to go him, I'm going to have to. If you leave me, I have no choice. I'm going to take Everson Griffin. Ooh, okay. I like it. All right, you have Everson Griffin there. Loading up on defense, I see. All right, now it gets a little interesting. 
as far as I have my pre-draft board. Um, all right, let's see. Okay, I'm going to go off the board here. Assuming everything is good, this person, I'm, I'm going to take the best player, I thought, in spring football. I'm going to take Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley, wow, very interesting. That is I an interesting pick. All right, so you're sticking on offense. I better pick an offensive guy since you already have Damian Williams. I don't think I can let you have both awesome receivers, so I'm going to have to go with Rojo, Ronald Johnson. All right, that's kind of boring. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think that's a little early for him. Um, okay, I'm going to go defensive end here. I'm going to take Armand Armstead. Whoa, Armand Armstead. He was a defensive tackle a few weeks ago, and now you're picking him like – And then he was- <laughs> <laughs> and that they were like they saw him there for like twenty seconds, and they're like, "Okay, this was the right decision. Gotta like it. You gotta like it. All right. Uh, well, here's a guy that I think is uh, is a linchpin on the offensive line. I don't think you can go without him. And uh, I think USC saw that a little bit this spring. I'm gonna have to take Christopher O'Dowd at center. Ooh, I already started writing down a different pick there for you. You did. You're assuming a different pick for me. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I'm taking O'Dowd. Okay, then I'll, if you're going to take O'Dowd, you're going to force my hand to take center. I'm going to take Jeff Byers. Jeff like. Byers. Oh, okay. Really? And I will play him at center. You will play Jeff Okay, that's cool. He's listed on the depth chart as a possible center. And that's, you know, you got an emergency center. So that's uh, that's I don't think that's so good for your team. Emergency center snapping to a true freshman quarterback. So I don't, I don't like your chances already. Um, <laughs> Well, you got to protect the blind side, and uh, guys that go really high in the NFL drafts. I'm going to go Charles Brown at left tackle. Damn it! Are you allowed to swear on the podcast? I guess you are. Okay. Hopefully, this is entertaining. This is entertaining for us. I don't. I don't know if it's entertaining for everyone else, but who you? I'd love to see what people say. So go on the message boards and talk about who you think and if our picks are, are on crack or whatever. But okay, you're up, Dan. All right, I'm going to take um, maybe the most exciting. Defensive player um, of the spring outside of Everson Griffin, uh, Malcolm Smith. That's a great pick. I like Malcolm a lot. Don't and, think I would uh, pick. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would pick him as the first linebacker to go, but uh, and I, you know, and I don't know if I want to be mean or not. But I think I'm going to have to do this. Uh, no, I'm going to go. This is going to be an interesting pick. I'm going to take Michael Morgan, the other line, other outside linebacker. I like it. Good pick for you. Um, Michael Morgan, for the record, has still yet to make a solo tackle. So, good, good chance. Um, with you taking Michael Morgan, I will take another linebacker. I'm going to take Chris Gallipo. Oh, very nice. Very nice. I like that pick a lot. Uh, good stuff there with Chris, of course. I mean, he's uh, you know, he's, he's got his injury problems, though. That's the other thing. You want to talk yeah. about injuries. Um, yeah, assuming his back is functioning. Right. Uh I'm going to go, and uh, I, I like the way my offensive line is shaping up. I'm going to take Tyron Smith, someone that uh, Pat Rule thinks is the best offensive lineman they have. So I'm going to go Tyron Smith at right tackle. Okay, that's a good pick. Um, it's not bad. He looks like Greg Oden, so you get bonus points there for okay. the oldest <laughs> guy on the team um, by like five or six years. All right, I am going to take um, Kevin Thomas. Ooh, going corner. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's the right time for him. Um, make some plays. He's bulked up. I think he's the number one cornerback right now. All right, I, I don't I don't have any issues with uh, with that one. Uh, I think I'm going to go. 
Interesting. I think I'm going to go with another corner myself. I'm going to take Sharice Wright. I like it. Good pick. Hopefully his neck works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's going to be fine. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah. I know. He should be. Um, I'm also going to stay in this cornerback secondary mode here. And I'm just, but I'm going to take a guy who's kind of a flex guy for me on defense. I'm going to take Josh Pinkert. Josh Pinkert. All right. I like it. Reserving the right to potentially play him at corner, too, uh, depending on how. Ah, interesting. You draft guys that have uh, potential to play other positions. So that's good. I like that a lot. Um, hmm. Who should, where should we go? So we got, we got a lot of defensive guys have gone early. No interior line yet. No running backs yet. Um, I think I'm going to go with, Oh, interesting. Hmm. Here's where I screwed up, by the way. I'm going to point this out. Yeah. Um, I screwed up because, Oh, well, never mind. I, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw you for a loop later. Okay. <laughs> well, no, I'll just say it. Um, by taking Barkley so early, you're just not going to draft court. You can take court I, I, I can, last pick. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Until, until I do reserve the right to draft him as my second running back. Uh, okay, you can do that. <laughs> that would be fine. Uh, you know what? I just was so impressed with this kid. Uh, his last year as a run star, I'm going to go with Jarrell Casey at nose tackle. Oh, that's epic. He was on my, uh, he was on my big board. Ooh, very um, nice. If I had a big board, he'd be on it. All right. I am going to... You know, pass rush is such an important part of, of, of this defense, and I am this is this is a, a tough pick for me here. But I'm going to go with Malik Jackson, who I think might be the best pure pass rusher on the team. Not named Everson Griffin, plus he doesn't jump off sides. Okay. So. <laughs> Good point. Good point. I like that one. No, Malik. I mean, and that's a guy that you know you could have waited on, but I might have taken him as well to play opposite Everson, of course. So that's uh. I guess that's the advantage when you have more than one spot, you can uh, pick a different guy there. And uh, no, I, I think that's a good pick. He had a really great spring. It's going to be it's going to be hard to keep he's him fast. off the field, huh? Yeah, he's fast. He's, he's, he's just fast. really fast off the ball. Definitely. Um, all right. You know, I'm not. I'm looking at guards. I'm not. Nothing's like jumping out at me at guard because they're they're moving guys around a little bit. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. I think I might have to uh, to go Avril Spicer at defensive tackle. I think I'm going to take him. I'm gonna make the, I have a good line you, going so far. You can have him. No <laughs> offense, Avril. <laughs> no offense. Um, all right, I'm going to take Anthony McCoy. Ooh, very nice. I like that pick. I was, uh, I'm just, I'm trying to give Barkley weapons here at this point, and I think I gave him the. The biggest, most consistent pass catcher. So, I do like that. Speaking of big uh, pass catchers, I'm going to take a, a second wide receiver. I'm going to go with uh, David Osbury. All right. Again, good luck. We're going. We're going with fall production here, not spring production. I just want to point that out. So, the <laughs> fact that I mean, you, you just drafted maybe the greatest spring football player in the history of USC football. That that hasn't shown up in the box score yet on Sunday. So. That's fine. I like that pick for you. USC uh, does you play on it. Saturdays, Dan, just to, just FYI. But Did I say Sunday? Yeah. I said box score. <laughs> oh. well, well, the box score comes out on Sunday. Okay. 
That's for the people that still yeah. read newspapers, and if they're reading USCfootball.com, <laughs> probably not. All right. All, your, all three of them. Your pick. All right. I am going to take another offensive weapon here for my boy Matt Barkley. I'm going to draft the Tongan Jimmy Clausen, Stanley Havili. Oh, I like it. Stanley, oh, he's it's killing me. Don't, if Stanley, if you're, Stanley, and, you're and listening. I will tra- I'm going to trade him to you. I'm going to propose a trade. I will propose Havili for Everson Griffin and your next pick because I know how much you love Havili. I do. Havili is just one of my boys. I really like him. It's hard to uh, – oh, it's hard not to like. Um, I'm going to take Joe McKnight. Jesus, on my list. Good pick. <laughs> thank you, thank you. We, no, no running backs yet. I mean, because I, you can get two, and there's so many good ones. It's not really going to be a position that you know you worry about, I guess. But I, I had to take him. Yeah. He's just he's just too explosive. Yeah, no, he, he's a he's a very good player. I'm going to take a sort of hybrid player. I'm not sure if I'm going to throw my guard or if I'm going to throw my tackle. I'm going to take Butch Lewis. Butch Lewis. Ah, another one of those. Uh, can play all over the place. You might need him at tackle since I, I made a run on. I got the two big tackles there. Um, I wouldn't worry about it. I've got another couple hybrid guys that I'm, I'm, I'm ready to throw out there. So Hybrid guys. Okay. Um, let's see who we got left. I think I'm going to go. Oh, so many good ones out there. So many good. Uh, I think I'm going to take Jordan Campbell. Okay. I think he's. Uh, I, I needed. A, I needed another linebacker there, and I think he's. Uh, you know, proved himself in the spring. So another spring guy. We'll see how he does. Yeah, I mean, he's a nice player. I'm sure that he's a ready to be kind of like an every down weak side linebacker, which is why I took Malcolm Smith so early. Really. Um, in that vein, um, not in that vein at all. I'm going to go with another breakout guy from the uh, from the spring. Um, the guy who I think is going to make a big leap. I'm going to take TJ Bryant. Oh, I was taking him next. Very good pick. I like it. Which means that I'm keeping Pinkard at safety. You will keep Pinkard at safety. Okay. Um, I mean, I got Mays at safety, so I'm not really worried about. <laughs> you, could, you could run out anybody. You could run out <laughs> any of those guys from the uh, from the three defense, and you'd be good at safety. Yeah, I think we're gonna. I think we'll be all right. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy who played uh, part of the spring with a cast on his arm, Alex Parsons at guard. I like it. Good pick. Another guy who, if Odell, you know, were to go down, shift over, do some different things with him. Um, let's see. Where are we at? Um, I need two tackles. Well, I'll take Christian Tupu right now. Um, good motor. Um, I'm not 100% ready to write him off in the battle with Gerald Casey at, at nose tackle. I think there's a place for Christian Tupu on this football team, and I think they're going to find find a way to play him. So that's where I'm going. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with – I'm going to complete my offensive line, and uh, I'm going to go with uh, Nick Howell. Me. I'm liking my breaking offensive my line, heart. Dan. I'm really liking my offensive line. Breaking my heart. Too bad you don't have a quarterback. <laughs> well, I'm going to have the starting quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily. 
I can maybe I, I you know I've always thought that Corp is built a little like Mike Morgan. Maybe he can play outside <laughs> linebacker too for me. All right, who is left to draft on the offensive line? I think at this point I can just kind of sit on those guys. Yeah, I will take the um, I'll take the Prince of L.A. Stephon Johnson. Oh, um, I like it. I think probably there. That's a good spot for him. I think that he is a workhorse type running back, and with him and Havili. I think that there's no way you can beat me in the backfield. All right. Well, I, dude, I already got Joe McKnight. Um, so, yeah. You do. Okay. And just to be, I'll just to be sporting. I'm going to take Aaron Corp, bro. I'll take him off the board just in case. Make sure you don't draft him at linebacker or something. I was actually going to maybe take him as my number two running back. My next <laughs> <pick>. <laughs> so. good, the good thing I got him. Uh, All right. Yeah. You, you stole him from me. Ah. All right. Um, Let's see here. Where am I going to go? I am going to go um, with my second receiver, the guy that I think um, fits well on the outside across from Jimmy Williams. I'm going to go with Bryce Butler. Ooh, interesting. You like guys that like to drop the football. Okay, that's that's not too bad. Occasionally. Occasionally. <laughs> you All right. Uh, I'm going to go, since I got the uh, shifty guy, I'm going to take C.J. Gable as the workhorse in the backfield. Speaking of guys who like to drop the football. Oh, ouch. Right on cue. All right, that leaves me with a running back dilemma here. Um, you know, I could go Alan Bradford, who... Talk about I mean, performing again. in the spring. I mean, he's... he's... <laughs> when, when he's not having his hip operated on. Yes. Um, or, or I could go Moody McNeil, who I feel like needs to be drafted, probably. You know what? I would take Curtis McNeil. He he played too good not to not to play, and I don't think you can tackle him. Okay, Curtis McNeil off the board. That means no Mark Tyler, no Allen Bradford drafted. Uh, I'm going to go and take my third receiver and get Trayvon Patterson. I like it. Good pick, shifty, and now that you've taken him, I'm going to see your tiny. I'm essentially going to draft the opposite of Trayvon Patterson. You're going to wide receiver. Any, Jordan Cameron? Any, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I will take Jordan Cameron, the exact opposite of Trayvon Patterson. All right. You know, I was disappointed we didn't see any uh, jump balls to Jordan Cameron. You know, we wanted to see you some of those You know what? It blows my mind that they don't do that. Yeah. I mean, I it's, it's like a like the most money in the bank play. It's a I rebound for him. I don't under I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, okay, we need. I need a tight end. I think I'm going to go with uh, Blake Ailes. I know Red Elson had like a nice spring, pick. but I, I like. I just yeah. like Blake Ailes too much. I don't like that pick there. I think. I, I mean, I think Ellison is the better player right now. Wow. Um, I'm, yeah, I just think that that's. I, I mean, have you seen a consistent effort from Blake Ailes yet? Period. Well, he got hurt. He had a nice touchdown last year, and then he got hurt. Like week two. Well, then he got hurt. What are you going to say? I mean, come on, give the guy a break. Even even before that, I don't know. A little, I like. A, Look, if you're going to if you're going to draft Matt Barkley, like you, your second pick, you you, that's on upside. I mean, Blake Ailes has got the upside. Matt Barkley might have been the best quarterback. No, he was. No, he was. But there's there's upside. He didn't know. I mean, you're gonna, you know, he hasn't played at all. You're saying Blake Ells only got to play a couple games. He looked great when he was out there. Played at all? Your quarterback? Your quarterback hasn't played at all yet either. No, but he was named the the starter. 
All right. Well, let's keep going. Keep going with the draft. Is it my turn or your okay. turn? It's, it would be my pick. You just wasted yours on Blake Hill. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to take maybe my favorite player of the USC football roster. Your favorite player is – I don't know. Who is your favorite player? Drew McAllister. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I would take Drew McAllister and then throw him opposite Pinkard. Um, I just like it. And I know what I'm leaving open for you there if, if you wanted safety. But I just think McAllister, I like his ball hawking. Okay. Um, yeah, I got to take Will Harris. I mean, I want to – I'm going with Will Harris as my other safety. Yeah, no, that's that's a no-brainer there. Um, all right, let's see here. Need some offensive linemen. I need three offensive linemen, a defensive tackle, and a linebacker. And I'm saving my linebacker for my last pick. Um, I will take, let's see, a tackle. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Let's take Zach Heber right now. Uh, All right. Uh, and I think I need a middle linebacker, and uh, Luther Brown definitely can play there. I'm going to take, even though he's injured sometimes, every once in a while, I'm going to go with Luther Brown. All right. I, I see. I would have gone one of one of but um, that's just me. All I right. think the way he played. Maybe you weren't paying enough attention during uh, You know, I like the way he played. He too was, busy talking to Emily and Michelle. He was a third like stringer that. for a lot of the spring, man. And, and, you know, Luther, although he's been hurt, I think it's the upside thing. That's what I'm looking for. Going for the upside. Okay. I mean, drafting Luther Brown is like building a house out of, like, pegboard. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what else? Is, is that right? I'm not very handy. No. Um Let's see here. I'm kind of jammed up on the offensive line. I need another guard. You took Nicole for me. Um, I'm going to have to go young. I mean, I'm going to have to take Matt Colel will be my next pick. And I will take him at tackle, um, banking on the fact that he will break out because his he's big. I don't know. I'm, I'm not thrilled. <laughs> um, he got a lot of reps. I just think he's a little ways away. All I right. got nothing else to do. All right, I need a, uh, I need another end defensive end. I'm going to go with the uh, the man who just ate it up, ate up quarterbacks in the last week of spring football, Nick Perry. Now that's interesting because I, I thought about Nick Perry a while ago, actually. But then the thing that kind of sucked me is I'm not sure he had a better spring than Wes Horton. He, he finished stronger. He a lot of passes. He, he finished did. better. He finished better. And I think and the fact that people asked about him on the message boards and wanted to know where is he, and we were saying, like, well, he hasn't done anything. And then the last week he went bananas. That's, you know, I got I to gotta put him on my team. I couldn't draft him, too, because he made me look really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's another reason why I decided to stay away. I mean, I just couldn't do it. How many things have made you look really stupid? I mean, that's countless you know, people, inanimate objects. It's a, so many things have made you look really stupid. I don't think you could not draft a guy because of something like that. Well, I don't know. It's <laughs> happened for stupider reasons. All right. Ask, ask, ask Ray Maluga about that, okay. about reasons why you don't get drafted. Um, okay, let's see here. Um, defensive tackle. You know, I kind of liked what I saw out of this guy, and oh, no, 
No, I didn't. <laughs> um, okay. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Lonnie Sangupo. Wow. <laughs> even, okay. though I, even though I know, I know he's not there and I've yet to see him play, um, something <laughs> tells me that I know Gerard really likes him. I know the USC coaches really like I, him. I, I really like him. I thought we said you have to get a guy that was on the spring roster. I'll let you have that one, but that's, you know, all right. He's like 30 years old, so that should count. <laughs> He's not. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Marshall Jones at the other corner. I like it. Good pick. Ahead of Brian Bauckham. I you know Bauckham's my boy too. Uh, he's you know he's a local South Bay kid, Torrance, but uh, I think Jones was ahead. They they listed him as or on the depth chart, but I think Jones was ahead of him. I do too. Um, I'm just I, I I think Bauckham is a little bit away. I think by the time the year at the year ends, he's going to be a guy who's capable of playing. Trouble is that there's just too many good corners ahead of him, and and you know he's going to have to fight guys that are just more polished at the position at All this right. point. Uh, I, think- um, I, I have a another another offensive line pick to make here. Um, who can I take at guard? I'm going to move Bush Lewis to tackle. Um, so that means I will probably take Colin Holmes at guard, a guy who I think is actually kind of under the radar. Oh, definitely. Guy who had it? Who had actually had a nice spring? I'm going to talk him up right now for everybody on the message board. He looks fantastic out there, really, just a monster. Yeah, he's going to be Although, under the cleats of Jarrell Casey, by the way. So, <laughs> speaking of, <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to take uh, DJ Shoemate at fullback. Yeah, that's a good pick. I think uh, that, I think it's my last pick. Um, it is, it is. You have Shoemate, and then I will be taking again. I'm I'm going to break the rules of the draft. My last pick (laughs) is strong side linebacker. You are a cheater. You're known as a cheater. I know that. I know. (laughs) I'm going to take Travis Jones. Wow. Okay. Um, I just think, you know, Nick Garrett's a tempting choice there. I could do some stuff, you know. Well, he's really all that that there's there. Um, I mean, before we start talking lock-on. So, I'm going to take a guy that I know the coaching staff is super high on, a guy that I think that they think is going to have to come in and play right away. So I'm going to go Jarvis Jones. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll, uh, we'll post all the results on uscfootball.com. Check on the message boards, and we'll we'll put it on our Facebook page too. We'll we'll put this up there and let everyone kind of debate which team is better and who drafted where and stuff. And it's not necessarily the importance of the players because the way the draft works, like Dan when Dan picked Matt Barkley early. I knew I didn't have to pick Aaron Corp till later. So the fact that Aaron Corp went in the middle didn't mean doesn't mean that he's not important. It just meant that the way the draft worked out, if a quarterback went, that was my strategy, Dan. I was going to just take the one you didn't take, so I was just going to wait on quarterback. Yeah, I know, but I, I decided to be sporting about it. Nice. I like it. I mean, at that point, though, too, I mean, I, I, mean, I could have gone O'Dowd, I suppose, or Charles Brown. I, mean, but, I really wanted really, to get the guys that are irreplaceable, and I thought, you know, Mays, Brent, uh, O'Dowd, stuff like guys like that. I wanted to get the tackles too. So I'm really O'Dowd's replaceable. He was um, replaced this spring, like pretty seamlessly. I don't, the, the offensive line didn't look as good this spring without O'Dowd in there. To be honest, I mean, but we'll see. I, I was I'm happy with. I think my line is just going to bowl you over. But we'll we'll debate this on the message boards. Uh, that was a lot of fun, Dan. That was a good idea. Thank you uh, for coming up with that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it and didn't find it too boring. No, every blind squirrel finds them out, right? Yeah. <laughs> you were dominated. That's okay. No problem, Dan. Uh, all right. Well, we got to take a break. We're going to come back. 
talk with uh, Coach Harvey Hyde for a little bit, talking more about the USC football team. Stay tuned this quick 30-second break. You are listening to the Peristyle Podcast from Los Angeles, California. Hey, USC Trojan fans, to get into the huddle of your Southern Cal Trojans, log on to uscfootball.com today for all the latest in Trojan football, basketball, and recruiting news. Ryan Abraham will give you an in-depth analysis, recruiting updates, and will answer your questions every day on the message board. So for all the latest in team and recruiting news on your USC Trojans, check out uscfootball.com, the officially licensed Southern Cal site of the Rivals.com network. It's time to get back to the Peristyle Podcast, presented by uscfootball.com. Welcome back to the Peristyle Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Abraham. We have a little change of plans. We're supposed to talk to uh, Coach Harvey Hyde, as I said, in this segment. And uh, <laughs> it got a little messed up. So we'll let everyone know what happened. Um, normally I tape a show on Wednesday. We tape each segment. I edit it together and try to get it up you know, within an hour or so of doing all the interviews and, and get it up in a timely manner on Wednesday. And uh, this is now being released on Thursday. <laughs> there was a little issue. Uh, what ended up happening was I taped two, the, the last two segments on Tuesday late night uh, with Gerard and Dan because Monday morning, I mean, uh, Wednesday morning, uh, I had a little birthday party to go to, a friend's birthday. We had a big group of people take a party bus up to CBS Studios and watch a taping of The Price is Right. I was going to come home after that. Talk to Coach Harvey Hyde and get the podcast up. Well, I go on the show, I get picked, and uh, I do well. So um, you can see the episode airs on uh, May 21st. We're not supposed to talk about what happened on the show, but um, I did do really well, so uh, we had to celebrate a little bit. So I apologize for that, and uh, I, I talked to Coach Hyde. We'll, we'll definitely get him on next week. Um, but, yeah, so now the podcast is going up on Thursday. So I do apologize for the delay unforeseen circumstances happened and uh we'll talk about it on uscfootball.com and i'm sure we'll talk about it on the podcast a little bit uh, after the show airs uh show, show airs i believe it's a thursday may 21st but hope you enjoy the podcast the uh, draft and all the recruiting questions we'll be back next week thanks for tuning in You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. And don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your iPod or MP3 player for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store.